0: Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's The Big Show. Is everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling.
1: The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Coming at you live from our Carrier Zone studios here in Vivint Arena. Austin Horton producing today. Across the glass from me, Gordon Monson, hopefully will be joining the show a little bit later. How's it, Austin? How's it going? You're looking good. Man, today's a great day. Today's a beautiful day. It's a little hot out there. It's nice. But it's
2: still like south of of 85, so I don't know what I'm complaining about. It's a nice, nice
3: day.
1: I love the, uh, you know, a lot of things I love about living here in Utah, but uh, the climate is certainly one of them. I tell people that all the time. Four very distinct seasons, and the spring is probably my least favorite of the four, but there are still things about spring that I like.
2: I thought you were talking about spring with the four distinct seasons.
1: Yeah. Spring has its own. (laughs) couple of month period of time.
2: Yeah. So, Gordon not here, so I thought I'd give the the weather update. Yeah.
1: No, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you
2: did. By the way, I saw a comedian- uh, today I didn't see i listened to a comedian okay. on my commute in today. was it
1: austin hortman it was not are, austin
2: hortman <laughs> Your comedian alter ego <laughs> it was that's a real person and a real comedian <laughs> i know that for months this guy was convinced was me but anyway uh he was talking about californians so he's doing a set and he's like, I'm from Utah. Where you? And do we have anyone from Colorado? Woohoo! Anyone from Washington? Woohoo! What about California? The biggest roar in the crowd, right. California. He said, You know, you can go back. And I thought of you. That's funny.
1: Oh, I appreciate that. So you guys Thank never
2: you. shut up about California. Talk a lot about California.
1: <laughs> Just, it's the, the border's open, it's, there's a freeway. <laughs> It was really funny. The fifteen in your land is is. what it's called. Yep, the one five, (laughs) the the, the one five. It'll take you straight there. Just
2: kidding, of course. But we're staring down the barrel of possibly uh, the Jazz taking
1: on the fans
2: from California.
1: Both L.A. teams. I mean, what a reward! And Golden State. What a reward uh for getting the the number 1 seed if they get both LA teams true and throw golden state in there too that's not an easy 8 seed i'm with you and it's california but uh yeah yeah nice reward for the how are you one today seed. i'm all right uh, you know I'm feel, feeling a little like a little tired. I feel like the, it's the first day it's kind of really getting to me. But again, I have no right to complain about any of it because my wife has it like 10 times worse. So all I get to do is take these brief couple of minutes at the beginning of the show to say, I'm a little fatigued today, but you know, I'm going to bring the heat. We're going we're gonna to bring the energy. We're going to spend it out here on the, these radio airwaves for the next five hours. So buckle in because it's going to be a fiery ride. Not buckle up, you would owe Bowler some royalties if you went. Oh there. yeah, well, yeah. You, you know. so buckle in, Bowler. He's he's very litigious. You have got to watch <laughs> yourself, Bowler. he'll, well, ju- he'll <laughs> jump all over you. He has an agent, so
2: I'm right. sure it could happen.
1: Yeah, no, I gotta, you gotta avoid that one. That's uh, that's for sure. But it uh, it will be a very exciting day on the show. We have a lot on tap. Uh, we're going to uh, lead things off with a split story talking about Chris Mannix's uh, fantastic article on the Utah Jazz for, uh, for Sports Illustrated, um, kind of one of those goes through the journey uh, type of pieces uh, that's up. And um, one specific thing jumped out to both uh, Austin and me that we'll get to in the split story uh, coming up here momentarily, but uh, very good read. Also kind of a video blog, uh, the crossover blog uh, that's, uh, that's right there on the article at si.com as well. That uh, has about a five minute of Howard Beck uh, uh, and uh, Mannix and one other uh, reporter that I should know, but now is escaping me.
2: Uh, I think his name's Road. Uh, Road. I have to check Anywho. it out. Yeah.
1: Uh, they they do about a five minute breakdown of the whole thing and it's uh, it's very good. Certainly worth a a uh, watch and listen and and certainly a read. Uh, but Chris is going to be on the show to talk about it at the top of the three o'clock hour and uh, you know. Chris did his work on this thing. He talked to uh, pretty much the whole jazz team, talked to Donovan and Rudy and Mike Conley and has has uh, quotes from Dennis Lindsay, and it's, it's all very, very good. So he will be on the show to talk about it at the top of the 3 o'clock hour, so you don't want to miss that. What's going on at 4? Brian Taylor at 4.30. BT, the PGA Championship, still a little weird. We're talking about it this early, but I'll get used to it. It's all right. We do have to give away some qualifiers for that as well today. Ah, I see. Uh, Locke will jump on the show at 5, and then I have a a special uh, bit of content for Austin at 2.50. At 2.50? Let's do it at 2.50. Is it going to ruin my day? No, no, no. It's a good thing. No, it's a good thing. Okay. But but write up a, a certain... Angle of your expertise. You might let let me put it this way: you might uh, passionately disagree, but you will enjoy the conversation. Well, I am
2: I am interested, sir. Just for you at two fifty. You are a tease.
1: That's what you know. That's what
2: we do. We also teased my list coming up at 550 24 hours ago, which
1: is a pretty wild uh, wild thing you are putting on the old list uh, today. So it's going to be an action packed uh, big show, and Gordon will join us at uh, at some point. Ideally. But we, I, we believe. We believe. We believe. But no, Gordon has a, a, a very good excuse for being tardy today. But uh, it's, it's, it's an excuse with kind of an open end. So we'd love to say he'd be here at three, but we kind of don't know. We hope the sooner the better.
2: Yeah, uh, I would have scheduled my tattoo removal for another time. But hey, when the laser is available, that's when you go.
1: What a, what <laughs> well, it, what's it getting taken off to you, suppose?
2: Well, I wonder. It's not the it's not the Magic Johnson tat that's there for life. Oh
1: my goodness! Yeah,
2: right above the old heart.
1: L a k e r
2: s, man. It might be uh, the uh, because he only has one Porsche, as we know.
3: I only have one Porsche. Uh He
2: might take the other Porsche emblem off. He had one on his left shoulder and one on his right shoulder. The one's coming off. Yeah. All right. Guessing.
1: Tattoo removal.
2: You know, ideally that's a morning thing, and then you make it to the show. But, hey, when the laser, like I said, when it fires up, you, you don't make well, that. It,
1: you it, can't change it. It takes a little while to remove a tattoo of that size. Oh, many <laughs> colors yeah, involved. Yeah, I mean, it's
2: we We're it's not really covering a, up.
1: We're uh, removing. Yeah, yeah. Taking it off. Burning flesh. That's that's indeed it. So, yeah, we have— uh, So he'll be in a good mood. <laughs> he will be in a good mood. He'll be all gauzed up and ready to go. Lots of oozing— Oh gross! <laughs> it <laughs> never mind. I had a roommate once who got an extremely large tattoo, and it he was, he was tattoo guy though. I mean he he had many, but he got one all at once, and there was there was particularly large, and it just looked like there was so much maintenance. And I I, I don't have a tattoo, admittedly, so I, I'm out of my element here a little bit. But man, did it take some TLC. Like a lot of it, like uh, those first few weeks. You mean yeah. after getting it, right? Yeah, right. Sure. Well, and then you know the sunscreening and all these things that you you do to make it so it does it it stays crisp. I guess. <laughs> crisp. Uh, but uh, seemed like a lot of maintenance, especially those first few weeks. Like a lot of lot of lot of painful stuff.
2: Yeah, uh, a friend of mine knows what uh, yeah. from once you you talk here. So. There's I, a lot involved. This
1: is this is a random aside. I I, I get. I think I get the concept of tattoos. The reason that I've never gotten one is because I'm I'm such a like a wishy washy person. Like, who's to say that that what I think would be cool today is is going to be cool like ten minutes from now? Let alone like for the rest of my days. I see. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like my that Charles Grodin tattoo would have been a good idea back in the day, and now it's aged. Bless that man. Rest his soul. He's passed. Charles Grodin passed today. No, he, no way. I'm pretty sure. Hans and Scotty, we were just talking well, about that's
2: it. why his name was on my mind, is I only heard his name down the hall. I didn't know they were talking about him passing. Oh, I
1: thought you brought that up because- Oh, God,
2: I had no idea. Passed today at 86. The dad in Beethoven? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come out of these up-tempo records, man. I'm so sorry. I'll, I just heard, heard them about, mention his name. Here we are talking about me being scared to get a tattoo, <laughs> and now, now we're talking about Charles Grodin dying. Do it to me every time. <laughs> Do it man. to me every time, man.
2: I'm sorry. I am so sorry.
1: His best movie though, I agree with hands on this, Clifford. <laughs> love love that movie. That might be Martin so Short's much. best movie. I couldn't agree more. Although Captain Ron is pretty amazing.
2: Yeah, as is pure luck and three amigos. But I think I'd go with Clifford.
1: But Clifford, where the, Martin Short plays a little kid that just destroys Charles Grodin's whole life. <laughs> the scene, the scene where he's making him write a confession <laughs> and
2: he's he tell him we're best friends. We are, aren't we? Shut up! It's amazing. Oh, I love that movie. I had no idea. I apologize. Well, yeah. I right. just thought they were talking about Charles Grodin. Charles
1: Grodin uh, left us.
2: Well, that if you have a tattoo of Charles Gordon, of Charles Gordon,
1: then yeah, I was he, wondering where you were going with. <laughs> I was just going?
2: trying to. I heard them say Charles Gordon. I thought, hey, this will <laughs> be a throwback to their show. We'll tie it in. Didn't realize it was a obituary segment. I rest know. His soul. on that note,
1: should we dive into the jazz? Anything else? You know, I didn't think we'd be able to replace uh, the Gordon so far in the segment. Yet here we are. I got gotcha. you. You did it.
2: You're on it. Can't replace, but I can match.
1: Uh, let's dive into it. Let's let's do it.
0: Two guys, two topics, two, 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 two opinions. Two Utah. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975 1280 the Zone. And the Zone Sports Network.
1: Our good friend Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated. Lay out some expectations for this jazz team in the second half of the season. I don't any reason to
0: believe what they did in the first half isn't sustainable. Like everybody else, I'm going to be watching those marquee games, a Laker game at full strength, a Clippers game at full strength, to see how the Jazz measure up. But there's nothing that feels like an aberration there. I have the same expectations in the second half of the Jazz that we saw in the first. I don't expect any kind of crash to earth in the way they're playing. They're a well-constructed, well-coached team with the right kind of players to finish games. I think this Utah team is in a great position to get into the playoffs as the number one, number two seed.
1: <laughs> oh, The jokes just keep on coming. All right, that was our guy Mannix. He's going to be on the show coming up, at the top at three o'clock hour. Long, great, in-depth look at the uh, journey of this Utah Jazz team. Uh, really, I mean, it's kind of from the bubble until the present, but he actually he goes back uh, a little bit further as well. He he reveals uh, several very interesting details um, uh, about some of the. A uh, smoothing out process that happened in Orlando, and we'll we'll dive into that a little bit more deeply with Chris, and certainly would would encourage you to go uh, read the whole thing in its entirety. But um, one little nugget that jumped out to to Austin and myself as we were we were diving through this thing today, um, Chris obviously he, well he talked to Rudy Gobert, he's got quotes from Rudy, but uh, drop this out there that during the off season, Rudy encouraged the Jazz to sign. Derek favors and in the piece they, they try to be as nice to Tony Bradley as possible. They, they really do. I don't even, in fact, I should go back and look. They don't even mention him by name. They just allude to the lack of depth at the big position. And they they kind of tiptoe uh, around it a little bit. But in particular, uh, Rudy was saying he was not being the player that he could potentially be because he was worried Uh, about picking up fouls, among other things, because if he were to leave the floor, the entire team came undone. And again, all due respect to Tony Bradley. Very nice young man. Remember interviewing him uh, the day after he got drafted. Very good college player. I actually thought was better than expected last year. But the truth remains that when Rudy Gobert left the floor last year the jazz were in big trouble and that everybody likes to dissect the nuggets series that was a big problem in the nuggets series because rudy had to mirror nikola jokic's minutes as soon as jokic came off rudy came off as soon as he came back rudy came back because the jazz were going to get killed if Jokic was out there going up against uh, Tony Bradley. And all of a sudden you're, you're kind of the responder. You're not the aggressor, right? You're matching your, the other team. And sometimes you've got to do it. They had to do it. They almost beat Denver in spite of it. But I thought that's very per- perceptive of Rudy. And good on the Jazz for, for giving him a voice. I'm sure their minds were, were alike given that the, the team did it and brought favors back and really gave him a very nice deal. <clears throat> deal. Uh, But the logic there has been extraordinarily effective because Rudy is having the best defensive season he's ever had. Best season, period. But a two-time defensive player of the year having his best defensive season and feels like he can go out there and cut loose and he's not actually hurting his team by being aggressive, I mean— if you think about that, and it'd be tough to quantify and measure, of course, but what's what's been the impact of that on this team? And we can talk about the threes and the transition and all these things that have really, really mattered, but... Maybe the biggest thing that's mattered, and, and Gordon actually references, references this a little bit in his column today that he has up at, uh, at the Tribune, that, uh, that the Jazz, last year their defense let them down. This year the defense is back to where it was two years ago, and they have the additional offensive firepower. And Mike Conley's having a real good defensive year, and, and Royce is certainly having a really good defensive year, but they're not top five because of those guys. They' are top five because Rudy can go out there and play his dominant defensive game, and that's what makes this team elite. you know, and there's some other things in there too, but that's the biggest factor. And so how interesting is that? The jazz signed Derek favors, so Rudy can play his game. How, how much do we at, op- r-
2: at Rudy's suggestion
1: and request? At, yeah. right. How much do we see the opposite in sports, where, where guys get intimidated by their backups and those sorts of things? You know Well, that-
2: we saw it with Rudy. A little the bit. last time Favors was on this team, and that's been reported—that I'm not breaking news. Yeah. There was some, there wasn't fighting, there wasn't uh, you know battles, but there when Favors would close a the game, there were rumblings and reports that Gobert was less than happy about it. Right, and now fast forward to last offseason, he's saying, "Bring that guy back, please." Yeah.
1: Well, and Derek Favors experiencing uh, other teams, you know, was was willing to come back, and he and Rudy, I'm sure, had that conversation. Um, but but I think it's it's interesting because Derek had that. Uh, he was the number one big in town for so long, and then all of a sudden Rudy came and took that role, and the person who was asked to adjust their game wasn't Rudy Gobert, it was Derek Favors, and he did it, and he was a good teammate about it, and he never... Complained, or you know, he could have he could have been bent out of shape that his role was was getting smaller on the team as Rudy emerged, and maybe he did behind closed doors. We didn't we don't know, but he was certainly professional
2: about it. He addressed it publicly, but he never did so in a team detrimental way. No, 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 no. But I think that this and there's a lot more in this Mannix piece that that I did not know, especially of what happened in the bubble between Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell and the team in general. Mm -hmm. But this thing about Derek Favors and and Rudy Gobert requesting that the Jazz consider bringing Favors back, I think is the biggest revelation in the piece uh, because it shows where Rudy Gobert has come as a person, let alone a player. And if I could reach a little, I know this might be a reach and I'm just guessing and and speculating – But Rudy Gobert talked and has talked and continues to talk about how much uh, humbling he went through with the COVID-19 experience. How the entire world, the universe, looked at Rudy Gobert. And still he gets hate every day on social media about the touching of the microphones. It's in this piece it's mentioned. And he went through a, a huge dose of humility. I wonder if that doesn't happen if he goes to the Jazz and says bring Derek Favors back. Yeah. I don't know. I'm reaching there. I'm, I'm just
1: wondering. Now, of course, uh, and Maddox alludes this, uh, to this in his article, but it does help that Rudy and Donovan got paid big time in the offseason. You know, we talked about this a lot uh, last year when some of this surfaced, and even before, really, when Rudy was uh, coming out nine games into the season talking about uh, not getting the ball enough, there was some pressure there was some pressure on Rudy that he had to uh, prove his worth, so to speak, because he had to go out there, and he was in a contract year, and he had to go out there and earn it. And I, that's thats not the method I would have taken to, to call out his rest of the team in public, but that's the way Rudy decided to go, and it probably made some teammates really grumpy. But, you know, the bubble experience happens. Uh, fences are mended. And uh, the two big dogs get compensated like it in the offseason. Now everybody feels better about themselves, you know? It yeah. probably makes a lot of sense.
2: And I think we did learn from this Mannix uh, examination that the bubble, that it, I think that we learned that the unsalvageable or whatever the word was that was thrown around uh, by, by the athletic, uh, that I think there was more truth to that than there was fiction. Although obviously not 100% truth because it's from sources. But I think we learned that there was truth to that. And without that bubble experience, it might still have been the truth. Lindsay, Dennis Lindsay, talked about it with Chris Mannix in in this piece. And so did Joe Ingalls and said, yeah, this this really happened. Joe Ingalls said there was no part of me ever that thought it was going to end. I thought they would fix it and get back together, and as did Lindsey. But
1: which Joe said on this station, by the way,
2: at he did. the time, he, several times, but yeah. like the next week, right when that report came out. Um, but I think that without the bubble, and I, I love that we call it the bubble, but the Orlando playoffs bubble, the Jazz may not be what they are today without that experience. And
1: that's that's throughout Chris Mannix's thing. He he alludes to that that they really benefited from that experience and didn't walk away from it. Um, uh, with their heads down, they walked away from it uh, really motivated, feeling like um, you know, if a couple of other things would have happened, uh, they would have uh, they would have been in the Western Conference Finals instead of the nuggets. And uh, you know, you learn from your failures, you learn from your experiences, and you go forward, and uh, I thought Chris did a nice job uh, capturing that story. And that, that part in particular about Rudy Gobert encouraging the team to bring Derek Favors back to allow him to go out and play his game and be more aggressive and not worry that um, if he does get himself into a situation where he has to come off the floor, he's going to be losing his team the game as a result. And that did happen. Um last year and i do uh i do agree i, th- I think it's had a real impact uh, on the team this year all right let's get out to the zone phone joining the show now he uh, makes the magic happen for syringa networks he is the gm the head honcho himself our good friend gabe gabe gomez of syringa networks what's up gabe
4: Hey guys, good to be back on with y'all.
1: Hey, thanks for jumping on with us, man. Uh, you guys are are doing really important work. I mean, especially in this unique time, uh, of course, but uh, really important for businesses out there.
4: Yeah, that's true. You know, given some of the uh, the press around some of the big security breaches, that's really one of our our big focuses uh, at this point is helping businesses um, throughout the Utah area uh, better secure their data, their networks, and make sure that. Uh, Regardless of where the workforce is, they can be confident that uh, that there's no uh, that there's no intruders and in, in, uh, in, in hackers.
1: Boy, isn't that a big deal? The whole world is still feeling the effects of that uh, the, of what happened. I mean, it's it's nuts. And, and truth is, you guys are, are really good at that. And you're a full service partner. You guys do so many things for companies out there.
4: Yeah, that's correct. You know, in addition to IT security, we also are a full-service telecom provider. We provide Internet access, voice services. We provide data connectivity, really the full gambit of anything that it takes to uh, communicate between two locations and move your data around security. That's what Seringa Networks does.
1: And, Gabe, I've seen you in person many, many times. You are not talking to us from the other side of the world. You guys are local, and you're here for your customers.
4: That is correct. We are, we are fully staffed locally. We have engineers, technicians, sales professionals. The full gambit of anything you'd need to, to provide this type of service They're all here housed uh, locally and then uh, our customers can get a hold of a 7 by 24. 365 all all local. So
1: cool. All right, get the ball rolling. siringanetworks.net or you can call the number 385-420-7881. That's 385-420-7881. siringanetworks.net. Gabe, we're happy to have you uh board the show today.
4: Thanks, man. Likewise, we'll we'll talk to you soon.
1: See ya. There's our friend Gabe from Syringa Networks. siringanetworks.net or that number again 385 420 7881 Eighty-one. All right. Uh, there's been an update uh, to the RSL um, sale situation, and we'll give you the latest. Uh, coming up next, it is The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What?
0: It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update, presented by Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce, get a powerful IT partner with Syringa Networks. Call 385 420 7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Ring the 30 point bell.
1: The Utah Jazz. Finish up the regular season with the best record in the NBA. They will now have home court advantage throughout the playoffs. Mike Conley talked about Donovan Mitchell uh, potentially coming back.
4: Well, yeah,
0: you know, I think, you know, it'll be something that Don's thinking about. We're all thinking about is, is, is him coming back and making sure that, you know, everything's laid out for him to where he can come back and just fit in.
1: Like he, like he always has. And, and he's the guy, he knows he's the guy, he knows he's gonna, you know, take us as far as, as, as we wanna go. So, um, when he's healthy and, and he's he's getting there and, and you know, he's excited and feeling good, we know he's gonna do well with our team. You know, he just he's just a guy that's just so unselfish and you know, we're gonna do whatever we can to make it
0: easy on him during the week, uh, to, to get him back in shape, get him back ready to go and, uh, and I'm sure he'll be as confident and ready as ever.
1: The Jazz will indeed have a week off before beginning the playoffs. We found out today Game 1 will be on Sunday. We do not have a game time yet, however. Uh, This bottom-of-the-hour Jazz update brought to you by Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce, get a powerful IT partner, Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net.
0: Now here we go. The regular season is over. And the top-seeded Utah Jazz are set to make their NBA playoff run. Hear every second of every moment of Jazz playoff basketball right here on your exclusive home of the Utah Jazz. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
1: show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon not with us. We're expecting him a little bit uh, later on. It is a Total Request Tuesday brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. For the latest tour news and artist insight, check them out, livenation.com. We've got a bunch of exciting stuff coming up with, uh, with our friends there at Live Nation. Stay tuned. Johnny, uh, I was talking to Johnny about it the other day cool stuff he's been dropping hints with me too and it sounds really fun our guy Trent is the man great friend of the station Um, it's a total request Tuesday as I was saying a la Jordan Clarkson uh, give us the best uh, the song that best describes your current mood about the jazz or just in general
2: whatever they asked Clarkson that to end his post game the other night and uh, he said tears for fears everyone wants to
1: rule the world what would yours be currently
2: Oh god. How about uh there is sunshine in my soul today. Wow. I don't know. That's not
1: sunshine on your shoulder like John Denver. No,
2: this one's in a hymn book as it were. Oh, I see. But hey, I'll take sunshine on my shoulder. Yeah. I just I feel good today.
1: Good. I'm glad. Yeah. It's rare. I, it is rare. And uh yeah, that's that's a good thing. I don't know what mine would be. Uh, given how kind of tired I am, maybe Grandma's feather bed. Stay on the uh, the John Denver kick. I
2: thought you were gonna go with like a Mister Sandman.
1: Bring me a dream. The quartets. Yeah. No, because you're sleepy. Uh, I am a little bit sleepy. That's all right. We're keeping the energy up. All right, uh, I have a specific story for Austin. Uh, not sports-related, by the way, but Austin will enjoy it. Coming up at uh, at 2.50, so stay tuned for that. But right now, our guy Alex Vejar of the Salt Lake Tribune has been uh, busy at work covering the sale of Real Salt Lake. Deloy Hansen, of course, uh, last year uh, was, uh, what's the best way, uh, encouraged by Major League Soccer to sell the team? Commanded. <laughs> Commanded. <laughs> Instructed. <laughs> His team um, was commandeered by MLS. And if he didn't uh, do so by the beginning of this year, Major League Soccer stepped in and took over the sale of the franchise, which uh, has been, it's been told to us that they hope to have it sold by the end of this year. Now, going way back to the beginning of this story, uh, the Larry H. Miller group was rumored to have interest. Uh, Ryan Smith uh, of Qualtrics, uh, Qualtrics were rumored to have interest, and then other groups that were not uh, specifically identified. Well, the, the Larry H. Miller Group, well, let me put it this way. A lot has changed since that initial report. Namely, the Larry H. Miller Group sells the Utah Jazz, or the uh, controlling majority of the Utah Jazz, to Ryan Smith of Qualtrics. And now a couple of pieces of new news uh, has come out today uh, from our guy Alex uh, at the Salt Lake Tribune. Um, he talks about uh, first that uh, Utah Jazz owner and Qualtrics founder Ryan Smith uh, is no longer in active discussions to acquire RSL. Smith was interested last summer and even toward the organization's soccer facilities, but hasn't spoken to Major League Soccer in a handful of months. So Ryan Smith uh, apparently no longer interested. Uh, But there is a new buyer or potential buyer, the name that has surfaced, uh, according to Alex's report, David Blitzer. He is a co-owner of the Philadelphia 76ers and the New Jersey Devils. He's interested in per- purchasing RSL, per a report in Sportico. Blitzer, also an investor in Crystal Palace uh, from the English Premier League, is one of close to a dozen investors approved by Major League Soccer to pursue the team, the report says. Now... I didn't know that there was a, a English Premier League team named Crystal Palace. That sounds like a club in Vegas, uh, not yeah, not a soccer team. But I don't know. That's probably some historic franchise. It sounds that's, like uh, a friend of Chester Shadows, actually. Yeah. yeah. To soccer guys laughing at me right now, saying you haven't heard of Crystal Palace. Neither have you. Um, uh. But anyway, I have
2: heard of David Blitzer though. David Blitzer, yeah. I believe he's either from here. I know he is a member of the predominant faith around these parts. Really? I believe that to be the case. He said he's a part owner with the Sixers, right? Yep. I think that's the same fella. Uh, So I think he has at least religious ties to the region.
1: To the community. Because, of course, that would be the... He was born in New Jersey. Okay. Grew up in Scotch Plains, uh, New Jersey. He
2: he, uh, converted, it says here.
1: Wow. Okay. So anyway,
2: he's got some so ties there,
1: there. there's a tie to the community, uh, anywho, which uh, of course is the biggest deal when talking about this story. Um, I admittedly am not the biggest soccer fan on the planet, but I do think having professional franchises in this market succeeding is an important thing if we want to grow the sports landscape in this market. And I think that there are uh, one thing RSL has really done over the years is built itself a solid, loyal fan base. They put butts in the seats out there at uh, Rio Tinto, and I think that's uh, important because it means a lot to a lot of people. And that's where franchises ultimately build their success. And so, you know, the way that RSL draws as competitive as they've been over the years, I think that uh, if there's such a thing, they have earned their major league soccer franchise. They've made their bones in this particular sport. And I would be disappointed to see it uproot and uh, and move. And say what you will about Deloitte Hansen, he built one of the Best slash biggest soft soccer infrastructure units, or however you want to put that, uh, in the country here with the with the academy and the facilities and all those sorts of things, he pumped a ton of dough into it. So if for those buildings just to be vacated, man, would that be a roaring disappointment? Not to mention the the good citizens of uh, Sandy City, who would just have an empty soccer stadium sitting there. I mean, that would, that would certainly not be good either. So Major League Soccer has said that their goal is to keep the franchise in town. You never know, because the, the, the club has to find a buyer. But I would hope that that would remain a priority.
2: Uh, a quick uh, mistake I made here. This is David Blitzer commenting in this story about Scott O'Neill, who is CEO of the 76ers, and his, con- his uh, conversion to Mormonism. Yes. So David Blitzer
1: himself, is I don't
2: believe. Okay, yeah. And he's the nephew of Wolf
1: Blitzer. The nephew of Wolf Blitzer. How old is Wolf Blitzer? Oh, I don't know.
2: But uh, So that's David where I made that 51. mistake, though. So he oh. does not have ties, LDS to, times. but uh, Scott O'Neill does. So anyway. Well, that's not good then. That he's that sound the
1: alarm. That he's, cells moving. He's
2: oh, he's from New Jersey. He owns part of the Sixers and the Devils, right? And a team called what was it? Crystal Palace. That that lady. Uh, that team. I mean, <laughs> in Europe. Yeah. This might be. This might not be as great news as you thought.
1: Well, I hope they keep it here. And you know what? If you buy you buy the club, you're buying the infrastructure. In theory, I don't know. I guess maybe Deloitte could charge him rent at that thing out in West Valley, right? I suppose. Well, I suppose he could. Who, who will own the stadium? Still Sandy City? Still Sandy okay, City, right. yeah. Um, but there you go. little update. David Blitzer uh, interested in purchasing RSL. Gordon uh, is here. I just got a text from Lloyd. Nephew of Wolf Blitzer, yeah. yeah. Gordon is here, and uh, just in time for the segment that uh, I want to run by Austin coming up next. But Gordon actually has only taken one piece of advice from Austin in the history of their relationship, and this is related to that. How about that? How about that for a tease, I don't remember what advice he took from How about that for a tease? All right, we want to remind you about our good friends at Davis Vision. They've got the spring LASIK sale going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses. Save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out, davisvisionmd.com, or call today, 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. (laughs) ¶¶ Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This one goes down to Adam on a Total Request Tuesday. Wanted a little ACDC. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Today's theme, song that represents the mood you're in right now. Let us know. Gordon is here. Gordon, it is darn fine to see you. How are you? Good to see you, Jake. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. We. Yeah, uh, I hear you're causing trouble here early in the show. No, 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 no. Not at all. And I'm eager to get your thoughts on the topic of the day. But I have teased this, uh, a topic that uh, that Austin I, I found today for Austin. It's not sports related, but I think he will like it. And I think you will like it, uh, Gordon, because this is the one piece of advice you've ever taken from Austin, and that's to watch The Office.
3: <laughs> is that the only advice I've ever taken?
1: I think that's it. No. And, and did you take that
3: advice? Yeah, I did I have watched uh I've probably watched about 20 episodes.
1: Oh, okay. So I found uh, some lifeless blogger out there that, uh, that took the, uh, the time to rank all 180, I think it's 81 episodes of The Office. Is it Shea Serrano? Uh, no. Okay. Um, so I thought I'd go over the top 10 and maybe the bottom 10 with you because I did not agree. With all of these. Have you seen all of them? Uh oh, multiple times. Yeah, several times. Yeah. See, that's the problem. I watched 20
3: episodes and I still feel like I'm forever behind. Well, it
2: was on for, what, nine years, ten years? Yeah,
3: I don't so know. So you haven't seen the whole run? You nope. haven't seen them all? No, no, but I've seen scattered throughout. So I'll be interested to know whether I've seen some of the ones that rank highly. All right. You ready? Here we yeah, go.
2: I'm nervous, yeah.
3: And you know what else? I've noticed that the more I've watched that show, the more I like it. Oh, it's a great show. I love it. And uh, I'm not saying it's an acquired taste because most people think it's funny from the beginning. But I, I, <laughs> I find myself laughing more when I watch it now than I initially did.
1: Well, I'll explain why I had some philosophy when it comes to The Office because I disagree with some of these. I'm curious okay. to get Austin's reaction because he's, he's the expert. Uh, number 10, Season 9, Episode 2, AARM. And by the way, it's four criteria that they use to judge these laughs, importance to office universe, memorability, uh, quotability, emotional weight. AARM now. standing for Assistant to the Assistant Regional Manager. Right, yeah. and and we won't get bogged down on these. We'll we'll spend a little more time on the top five. But uh, number nine, season three, episode twenty three, the job. Uh, let's see here. Um, which one was that? Let's see. Oh,
2: by title, I don't the job.
1: Um.
3: They we're all about the job. D- Dwight's
1: they? brief tenure as boss and Michael's uh, delusion that he's being promoted, and the subsequent implementation of shroot Bucks. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Dwight for some reason. Or is Stanley he, Nichols. Even, even that little that little capsule there is funny. Yeah. Right? Uh, let's see. Uh, number eight, season two, episode three, Office Olympics. Yeah. Oh, so, great, uh, episode, great episode. Yeah. Uh, number seven, season four, episode nine, Dinner Party. Yes. Which is hilariously awkward when Dwight shows up with his old babysitter. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, that's my all-time favorite episode. Is that really yep. okay? Mm-hmm. Number six, episode nine, uh, season nine, episode twenty-three, the finale. Hmm. Uh,
0: see, uh,
1: number five, season seven, episode nineteen, garage sale. Oh,
2: I love that one. Uh,
1: number four, season season seven, episode twenty-two, goodbye, Michael. Number three, season four, episode one, fun run. <laughs> Which is amazing. That's an amazing one. Number, number two, season two, episode one, The Dundies. Okay. And uh, numero uno, season two, episode 22, Casino Night. Uh,
3: yeah.
2: As the best episode As ever? the
1: best one. It's a great episode. Uh, I don't
2: know if it's a top five episode, though, in my opinion.
1: I, I put it in there. That I actually pretty much agree with the top three. Okay. But any episode after Michael left... Should be automatically disqualified, including the finale.
2: Ah, uh, see, I, that's a hot take, man. I don't. I think that's the. I think that that's the the uh, common take. I think there are some really diamonds in the rough after the after uh, Michael I, left.
1: I even think the end of Michael started to get a little loose.
2: Okay, all right, but I I think that it's easy to just write off everything after he leaves the show, and you'll miss out on some pretty good stuff in there. Okay, but you're probably ninety percent of it is. Way, way worse without Michael there. Yeah.
1: So, how, how long was uh, Will Ferrell on? Like three episodes. Yeah. yeah, he's not funny. I don't think he's funny. Well, not since what? Uh, Wedding Crashers, Anchorman. Yeah,
2: but I, I liked James Spader as Robert he, California because he was weird. Yeah, and that was after yeah. Michael. Yeah, it, so.
1: like a the the weird boss vibe continued just <laughs> like in a really creepy way. Yes. It's like if Michael met Chester Shadows. That's that's <laughs> at what at the would Crystal come Palace. Eh? Yeah. At the Crystal Palace. Zing Austin. All right, do you want the bottom 10? Yeah, I mean, we'll let's go have through them. The, We can go through these faster. Uh, so the worst one, 185 season 8 episode 8 Gettysburg, where they go to Gettysburg. Awful. Uh, 184 season 9 episode 19 Stair when the elevator's out. Yeah. Uh 183 season 8 episode 10 Christmas Wishes.
3: Seems to be a trend here. The later episodes suck the most. Yeah.
1: 182, season seven, episode three, Andy's play. I like that one. Uh, 181, season six, episode six, Mafia, where they think the insurance salesman's in the ball. I love that episode
0: <laughs> with
1: the guy from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, let's see here. Season seven, episode seven, Christening, which was not a very terrible good episode. Yeah. 179, Season 5, Episode 18, Blood Drive.
2: Nah, I, I didn't like that one either. They they had this love interest for Michael, and then she just disappeared, and it was like, okay,
1: next episode. All right. Season 4, Episode 3, this is 178, Job Fair, which I think is a funny one. I love the Job Fair Where one. they reject the nerdy kid, and he's the only one interested. And then they try to beg him back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, two more here. Uh, 177, Season 8, Episode 9, Mrs. California. No, 176, Season 5, Episode 13, Prince Family Paper.
0: I like Prince
1: Family Paper. Where they visit the other paper yeah. companies? The, the, like the uh, nicest family-run uh, yeah. shop in the world? <laughs> Try to sabotage them? I agree. That one is funny. All right, so there you go. I thought Austin would like that in particular. So Where can only, we find this? Where I, thought can we you, find I thought you'd uh, watch
3: them uh, watched them all. No, I haven't watched them all. But I've, I've, I've made an effort to watch more... Uh, but I'll never catch up with you guys. But I have seen some of them twice already and uh and I I laughed a second time too.
1: I did. Um this is how much my wife likes the office when they were coming off Netflix at the end of the the uh, uh the year last year. The she, no, 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 no. She just uh, recorded every single one off of Comedy Central and it's on our DVR. We've got every single episode on our DVR. But the funny part is, is all the commercials are from Christmas of 2020. So <laughs> what forever, was the hot toy of Forever 2020? we're going to be reminded of Christmas of 2020 and the office marathon. Anyway. All right. So there you go, Gordon. I'm going to continue to try not catch up, but. Get get caught up at some point. You dialed into the Paramount Network nowadays, Cause that's a or the Paramount. What is, what do they call it? No, not Paramount. Peacock, is that what it's on? Oh uh, yeah, that's
2: the streaming service, the Peacock streaming.
3: service.
1: I've only watched. Well,
3: I've only watched it on Comedy Channel. Is it is it off there now?
1: Uh, the it's office? in syndication still. Is it? Yeah, yeah. on Comedy Central, but it, they haven't made new ones in
2: a long, long time. Twenty thirteen was the final year. Yeah.
1: All right, let's jump out of the zone phone. Chris Maddox is going to jump on with us next. Stay tuned. But first, we're going to talk to our friend Gabe from Syringa Networks. Gabe, what's going on?
4: Hey, how's it going?
1: Hey, you know, it's going great. And we talk a lot about streaming and that stuff that, uh, that we do for fun and how important that is in our daily lives. But what about the companies out there who rely on, you know, great service in IT to, to survive?
4: Yeah, that, that's, that's no joke. The Internet, um, it's, it's indispensable, uh, both at home and at the office, uh, given that, uh, what was that stat like? 30% of the workforce isn't going to go back uh, to the office after you know, this pandemic is, is over. So clearly, Internet access to connect you, remote workers and uh, at your office is something that's, that's critical for really everything nowadays.
1: And uh, you guys are doing uh, full service. I mean, uh, everything across the board, right?
4: Yeah, that's that's correct. Not just Internet access, but uh, voice services. We're also doing right now quite a bit of consulting around IT security, which is one of the big hot topics that uh, we've lately seen yeah. in the press. And, um, and uh, lot, lots of questions surrounding that, especially when you've got so many endpoints with people working at home and things like that to, to try to secure. So we're... We're definitely helping folks out with with that quite a bit these days.
1: And of course, they're local. They're here for you 24 7, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Get started at syringanetworks.net. You can also call 385 420 7881. Gabe, you're the best. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, guys. That's our friend Gabe Gomez, uh, general manager from Syringa Networks. Again, that number 385 420 7881 or get started now at syringanetworks.net. Mannix, next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.